welcome to our Victory Outreach Chino podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. And this morning, I want to um, just recap a little about what Pastor shared recently. Last week was awesome with Tim's story. Wasn't it a powerful time that we had last Sunday with Tim's story? It was so good. And I loved what he was saying about the energy to cast your nets. Even when you don't feel like it. How many of you remember the word of God? It's good for us to recap because some of us had already forgotten. By the time you got home, you forgot what the message was about. And that happens because that seed is snatched away. So recapping of what was spoken, making sure that word gets in your heart so that it produces fruit. It's good to recap. He shared about having the energy to cast your nets even when you come up empty. All night long, Peter was toiling, and he kept coming up empty. And that there's areas within our life that we feel like we're still coming up empty. But God asked him once again, Jesus said once again, cast your net, Peter, even though you feel like the result is not going to be good. Use the energy that you have to cast your net and watch what I do, even when you don't feel like it. Amen. And then the week prior, pastor spoke about good soil, good seed. You remember, how many of you remember that? Having good seed and having good soil. And I love this scripture because it's very challenging. In Galatians 6-7, it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So we have to be determined within ourselves that this year, I'm determined to sow good seed. Because the choice of what seed you sow is up to us. It's up to us. What type of seed are you going to sow? And we had this funny joke about the seed of, um, you know, some people, the seed of your words, right? We sow seeds of our words. And some people like to sow the seeds of gossip, I know that's none of you. None of you, none of you gossip. None of us gossip, right? But the seeds, the cheese of gossip, there's certain types of cheese, right? There's blue cheese. Blue cheese is like aged and moldy. It's old news, right? We could compare that to like old gossip that people bring up the old stuff. Like that is so old. That died a long time ago. But man, you love that sharp, moldy cheese. I like blue cheese, but not gossip. Then there's like that Swiss cheese that has holes in it, right? Swiss cheese has holes in it. It's not the whole truth. There's some holes in it. There's some gaps in the information. It's kind of stinky. I remember when my kids were young, they used to like that uh, movie, The Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And there was like this old cheese that was on the floor forever. And the kids would go look at it, and if someone touched it, you had cooties, and you are just like, ah, the, the cheese. It was Swiss cheese. Holes in the cheese. And sometimes we hear half-truths, and we want to reject those seeds of half-truths. Half we want to be the type of people that have the soil that lets good seed deposit within our lives. Good seed. And I could continue on and on because there's mild cheese. There's all kinds of good cheese. Do we have any cheese eaters in the house? And then some of you are lactose intolerant. You're like, oh, my God, I hate cheese. Dairy, I love it, but I hate it. 
so painful. And those of us should be lactose intolerant when it comes to gossip. We too should be lactose intolerant. Like, no, I don't do dairy. I like it, but I don't do it because I know it's going to cause me harm. Right? So you could still be a cheese lover in the natural. But in the spiritual world, be lactose intolerant. The seed that we sow is so important because we will reap a harvest of the seed that we sow. And this year, we want you to reap a harvest of 30, 60, 100-fold. Whatever your capacity is, we want to see you. We want to be on the sidelines say, looking at your harvest. Look what they're reaping. Look at the good harvest, not the bad harvest, the good harvest that you are reaping. 30, 60, 100, whatever your capacity is, God has the ability to multiply. Tell your neighbor he can multiply. He talked about three types of seeds, the seeds of your words, which what we were talking about, the seeds of your work and your labor, what we put our energy and effort to, and the seeds of blessings, becoming a generous person. And in this day and age where I think every era, every era has me, myself, and I, itis, there's always a tendency within our flesh to want to be selfish. I got to worry about myself. I trust no one. I take care of myself because nobody else is going to do it. And that's where life starts to kill your dreams. Right? The trials, the problems, the challenges, the things that didn't work out like you thought they would. And then all of a sudden, that generosity, that caring spirit, you find yourself wrapping yourself in a cave. And no, I'm going to church. I'm doing my thing but I'm going to worry about me. I got to take care of myself. And we could be the walking wounded and not even realize it. I love when God asked the prophet about the dead bones. Can these bones live again? And he answered, God, only you know if these bones can live again. And there may be dead areas within our life that we're entering into 2024 in. That God says, I want to bring life to those areas of your, of your life. I want to bring newness to the areas where there seems to be deadness in those areas. Maybe where your dreams have died. Maybe where you have been disappointed or discouraged. But God says, I'm not finished with you yet. I'm not done with you yet. The story hasn't ended. There's another chapter to your story. God is not finished with us yet. And as we continue to be faithful in sowing those seeds, you're going to not only see a harvest come, but you're going to see a transformation take place within yourself. You're going to see a transformation as we, you and I, continue to be faithful to sow seed when things aren't looking good. When we continue to sow seed when it's hot outside. When the fire, the heat of the sun is just making us sweat and we continue to sow seed. When we don't feel like it, when we're tired, we continue to sow seed. When we don't feel like coming to church, we keep going because we know it's good for us. 
when we don't feel like reading the word of God, but you say you're going to eat your vegetables because it's good for you. It's good for your soul. If we keep eating junk food, guess what happens? You see the results in the end. But if you learn to nourish, if we learn to nourish our souls on a regular basis, you're going to, in the end, see the result. Right? Some join the gym. I, I think I shared this illustration already. And when your muscles get sore, you don't feel like doing it anymore. But you got to push on. You got to push on. Tell your neighbor you got to push on. But the truth is, change is very difficult. And the process of change is difficult. To be that determined person, to be that consistent person, to be the one that continues to do it when they don't feel like it. I, I, I follow this lady on Instagram, and she has some funny stuff. And she showed herself getting out of bed when she didn't feel like it. She said that our mind functions, like if you hit the snooze button, you enter into a sleep cycle again. So it makes it harder for you to get up if you keep pushing the snooze button. The alarm goes off. I'm tired. I don't feel like it. Give me just 10 more minutes. And then we do it for another 10 minutes. And then we do it for another. That was me this morning. I, I, I confess. That was me this morning. I just need 10 more minutes. Then I finally got up out of bed. But she showed herself. Her alarm went off. She literally rolled herself on the floor and started crawling. This is, you just got to do it. You just got to get up. She rolled herself on the floor, got up and started walking. You just got to do it. So whether we feel like it or not, we just do it. Right? Say, just do it. Not Nike for you. Just do it. Paul understood this principle of change. In Romans 7.21, he said this. So I find this law at work. Because we've been talking about the law of the harvest. You reap what you sow. But there's also this law that's at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For my inner being... If we're in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thanks be to God that though this other law is at work within us, we have a way of escape. We have a way to break through, through the power of Jesus Christ. Paul gives us direction to the Ephesian church. In a sense, how to clothe themselves. He continues to go on and says, take these things off. Since you've already learned another way of life, You've learned a new way of life. Take off the old things that don't belong on you anymore and put on the new things that belong. Right? We want to put on the new, the new man in Christ Jesus. But sometimes that law at work within us, this flesh has habits. This flesh is used to doing things a certain way. But we have power through Jesus Christ to step into the new. You can, through the power of God, break into the new. Yeah. Ephesians 4 says this, 420. 
that however is not the way of life that you learned when you heard about Christ, you were taught in accordance with him, with the tr truth that is in Jesus. You were taught in regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. I want to talk to you this morning about being dressed for success. Being dressed for success. And I don't know about you, but there comes a certain time in my closet that it gets so cluttered with junk that it's time at some point you got to make a decision. I'm going to clear this closet out. I am going to clean this closet out. And that term, dressing for success, takes evaluation of what needs to go and what do I need to make it easier for myself. How can I get rid of the clutter in my closet, in the clutter in my life, to make things easier? Because let me tell you what happens a lot of times when you go and get dressed in a messy closet. You try things on, sometimes they end up on the floor, then they get dirty, right? This is teenagers, only teenagers. They end up on the floor, it ends up in the dirty clothes, then you got to wash that and you hang it up and the cycle continues on. The clutter of life, of things that you're not really using, but you still have to manage. You're having to manage the clutter of life, you and I, but there's a time that we got to say enough is enough in making me expend my energy on things that don't need my energy. I need to put the clutter away and I need to be determined, what do I really need? Where is God calling me to be so that I could put that on my life and walk in truth? To walk in the truth. I discovered it's so difficult to get rid of certain things. Certain things that I love. There was something I had since high school in my closet. And like, I'm entering in, I'm like 50 years old now. I got to let it go. You ain't going to fit in it no more. Just get it through your head. It doesn't go past your knees. Just let it go. A lot of times those items remind us of eras. The time when we dreamed. The time when life was good. It was so much fun. There was not a lot of trouble at that time. So we hold on to those items reminiscent of the good old days. Of the good old days. But those good old days when we were in them, just remember they weren't so good. They weren't so good. The enemy has a way of deceiving us, thinking that our better days are behind us. Our better days are not behind us. Those days may have been fun. They may have been good. But God has greater things in store for you. And we got to clear out the clutter of our lives to be able to dress for success. And I'm not talking about the physical dress. I'm talking about the inner dressings of our lives that help us, uh, that God does within us, that dresses us up on the inside to prepare us what he has for the future. Also, that stuff that doesn't fit, we tell ourselves, I'm going to fit into it one day. I'm going to tell him my husband, he has one suit he won't let me get rid of. Just let me get rid of it. I know it's a nice suit, but it's back from the 80s. Just let it go.
Because you know what happens when you let go of the old? You make room for the new. You make room for the new. And the old may have fit you back then, but God wants to do something new. He wants to do something new for you in this year. Sometimes we get outdated items. Some people love the bell bottoms in the 70s. Do we have any 70s people? Look at Sister Diana, love those bell bottoms. I can imagine you walking in them with your cute self. <laughs> There's eras. Remember the 80s with the big hair? I was always jealous because I couldn't get my hair as big as Georgina. She had the biggest bangs. They were like so big. If you ever look at 80s high school portraits, you'll see what I'm talking about. And I don't have a whole lot of hair, so I would tease and spray and Aquanet, the whole thing. But I couldn't quite make the hype. But it was an era. Some of you were in, in the 70s, the 60s. Every era had its fashion. And sometimes we got to let go of the era. The era, I'm not in that era no more. I don't live in the past no more. I'm going to walk in this era, and I'm going to embrace what God has for me now. The problem can be is some of us don't know who we are today. You're wearing the outdated actions of a person who is no longer you. Let me repeat that again. You're wearing the outdated actions of a person who is no longer you. Let me remind you and I of who we are. We are a child of God. You are dearly loved. You are adopted and chosen. You are unique and wonderfully made. God has an intended destiny for you and I. You are a new creation in Christ. The old has passed and all things have become new. But it takes a process for us to discover and embrace these truths in our lives. It doesn't happen overnight. And I'm going to share with you something uh, personal. And when I got saved, God broke the power of oppression over my life. I felt like the enemy had put a spirit of oppression and depression over my life as a young adult. And... There have been seasons where that has tried to come back on. How many of you know those things that, that's not me. That's old. God broke that over my life. But somehow those things find themselves back in our closet. Sometimes those old things that we, that's not us no more. And there it is back in our closet. We're like, what in the world? I thought I got rid of this. And it takes an intentional determination to get out of those ways. And there have been seasons that I have had to renew my mind for months to get out of those seasons. There have been miles and heels with preaching and worship and determined that I'm not letting this get back on me. I'm not letting this get back on me. How many of you are determined? That's not getting back on me. You're not going to put that jacket back on me, enemy. You're not going to clothe me in what God has already clothed me in something else. I'm already dressed. You're not going to put that on me. And we, as children of God, got to be determined that the enemy is not going to dress me. God is going to be the one who dresses me. 
My flesh is not going to dress me. God is going to be the one who clothes me in his righteousness. But it takes a process. And the one I look at who went through a process, who was clothed in such a beautiful robe was Joseph. When I think of the life of Joseph, God gave, uh, his father gave him a robe that was beautiful, beautiful, outstanding. He put it on him. It was a, a robe that showed, you're my favorite. I love you. Uh, it, it, it signified so much. But how many of you know that robe was stripped away? He thought he had favor. He thought he had uh, a dream from God. He thought he was on his path to greater things. God gave him a dream that he was going to be a leader, that he was going to be this great man of God. But all of a sudden, he found himself stripped of that robe, stripped of that favor, and sold off to slavery. He had to go through the process. He was only 17 years old. And in Genesis 37, I want them to put it up on the screens if they can. He was only 17 years old when he received this dream. He was tending flocks with his brothers. And this is when he got the coat. And he brought their father a bad report about his brothers. Mm, not a good start. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age. And he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and couldn't speak a kind word to him. And, you know, sometimes the world looks at you as a Christian and they see the favor of God on you. They see something good on you. They see the covering, the hand of God upon you, and they may hate you for it. Things may get difficult for you in your workplace. Things may be challenging with those that are not saved around you. They may hate the fact that you're serving God. But don't give up because God is working in you. God's working in you. He was given this beautiful robe by his father that showed he was loved, highly favored. But wearing the robe wasn't enough. He had to go through the process on the way to his ultimate destination. Because the robe is not enough. The covering, how we look like on the outside, is not enough to keep us where God wants to take us. The robe, the favor, all of that is not enough. That's an exterior thing. But God wants to work on the interior things of our lives so that we can sustain the call, the ultimate destination of what God has for your life. You're going somewhere. You're going somewhere. This is not the end. You're going somewhere. Joseph went through extremely difficult circumstances, and I believe some of you are going through difficult circumstances, and you can relate to this. He, he experienced rejection from his family. His brothers hated him. Some of us have had family strife growing up where it was like boxing matches weekly, you grew up in hard homes. You grew up in homes where you were not told you were loved. And that is not the final, though. God is able to take what the enemy means for harm and use it for your good. And that's exactly what we saw in the life of Joseph. He was falsely accused, raised up. Then that was taken away. 
Some have made it to certain destinations and you feel like I've arrived and all of a sudden that role is taken from you and you feel like life is over. Life is not over. That was just a step on your journey. That was just a stop on your journey. So if you find yourself in a place where you kind of feel demoted, maybe it's just part of God's plan to prepare you for higher levels. You may feel like something was taken away from you, but let me tell you a key to success. Sow it to God. Don't allow the enemy to think that he's robbed you. You say, God, I give it up because I know that you are in control of my life. If something is robbed from you, you say, God, I sow it to you. I give it to you because ultimately you are the highest authority and you have power over all things. You know all things and you are able to take whatever this evil circumstance is and turn it around for my good. How many of you could praise God for that? God is working on the inside of you. It may not feel good right now. It may feel like you are stripped, that you are naked, that you are bare, but I want you to know that God is dressing you in something else. He has a whole new pair of shoes for you, baby. A whole new suit for you. Daddy's got a new dress for you. God has an intended dream for you, intended future plans to prosper you and to take you into greater heights. And what greater heights looks like to the world may not be God's greater heights. Greater heights to God show up on the inside of us. They show up on the inside of us. We can sometimes look at success as a higher position, a higher role, but God looks at us and he says, are you more patient? Are you more kind? Are you more generous? Are you looking more like my son or daughter? Those are higher levels of success to God. And yes, he could bless you with those things that are in higher levels because now he knows he can trust you with them. It's an inside-out job. When God does the work on the inside, then he'll open the doors for the higher place that he wants to take you. If you walk through those doors, maybe you weren't ready for those doors. And it was a season of, come on, you got you to get this right on the inside so I could take you to higher levels. God wants to bless our life, and he wants you to reflect his goodness in your life. His goodness, his grace, his power, his authority. That's what's reflected through our lives as God takes us through difficult seasons. It's in the hard times that when we could still say, God, I'm still going to praise you. Even though the storms are all around me, my rock is you. You are the solid ground that I stand on. So no matter what I face today, I know that I'm going to be okay because my security is not in this situation. My security is found in you. You are my refuge. You are my covering. You are my hope. You are my source. You are the one who's going to walk me through that valley of the shadow of death. You're going to take me by the hand. You're going to pull me forward as long as I keep putting my trust in you. Joseph's dreams may have seemingly died, 
But God wanted to take him through the process so that he could be prepared when he came face to face with his so-called enemies, the ones that hated him. He could gladly say, what you meant for harm, God turned it around for my good. What the enemy throws at your life, what he throws at your life, what those that seemingly hate you throw at your life, God can use it to make you into a man or woman of God that could sustain the future that he has for you and I. God is working in us. He is working in us, and he is clothing you in his righteousness. God is so good. He, he went through so many trials, but ultimately, he got rid of the bitterness. He got rid of the unforgiveness. He got rid of the memories of the past. So much so that when he saw his brothers, he sobbed at how far God had taken him. Because of all the junk that he had been through, all the trials, all the suffering, all the challenges, he sobbed all by himself because, God, you were the one who sustained me through it all. You were the one who kept me. And if we don't allow those things to have its proper work in our lives, we can be clothed in those ugly things of bitterness, of sin, of just anger. We could be clothed in those things if we don't allow the trials to have their proper work within our lives. So when the storms of life hit you, just smile in the rain and say, oh, doesn't it feel good? I'm alive. I, I'm alive. The winds are blowing. My hair is all over the place, but I am alive, and God is at work within my life. Because I'm sure every one of us can say, I have every reason to be bitter, to be hateful, to be angry, to be cold. But we could also say, God, you have delivered me from it all. You have made a way of escape for me to reflect your nature your spirit, your fruit. And that's what he wants to give us a harvest in, to be more like him. That harvest of 30, 60, 100-fold, that's what I want in my life. Yeah, the blessings may come, but they may not come. But the real blessing is the genuine fruit that's produced within our lives that come through sometimes suffering. We could be discouraged, but we got to remember that God is still in control. Joseph, his robe may have been removed in the beginning. God may have allowed for that exterior to be taken off so that the inside could be developed to withstand the calling of being in a role of influence, leadership, and blessing. Ultimately, he could have had his brothers annihilated. But what did he do? He chose to be a blessing and save his family. He chose to say, I forgive you, all is well, I'm happy to see you, you are my family, I embrace you, and I bless you. Even if you cursed me, I bless you double. I bless you. Another one who wore a robe was Jesus. He wore that purple robe and that crown of thorns. You remember on the day he was crucified, they put on him that purple robe and the crown of thorns, which 
in the Roman soldier's eyes, was meant to mock him. But what they didn't know, that this was a fulfillment of scripture that would enable us to have victory. They thought it was a mockery. They thought we're making fun of him. Oh, ha, 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 the king of the Jews. But what they didn't know is that they were fulfilling scripture of the Savior, the Messiah, that this had to happen for him to be able to deliver us. So what things look like on the outside isn't always what's happening on the inside. The robes we wear, the clothes we wear, the things that may be on the outside isn't always what's happening on the inside. So on the outside, when you feel stripped away, know on the inside God is doing something new. He is getting you dressed up. He is getting that armor on you. He's making you a soldier. He's making you a mighty warrior. He's making you strong and mighty in the land. He is doing something on the inside of you so that you could sustain what he desires to do within your life. So that we could wear his righteousness. I want to be clothed in his righteousness. Not that just the fruit of my labor or the fruit of what I do, but I want to be clothed in his righteousness. And so that we too could say what the enemy intended for harm, God has turned it around for my good. The enemy thought he had you. The enemy thought he had you in a corner. But he doesn't know what God's doing on the inside. He could only see the outside. Because in the secret places of your life, God is rotting, he is making, he is rotting like forging. He is making a man and woman of God. He is making you on the inside. So don't you give up. Don't you quit. Don't you look on the outside. You dig deep. You dig your roots deep. Because ultimately, God is in control. So today I say to you, allow the trials, the storms of life to make in you, to clothe in you, to be that man or woman of God. Amen. Why don't we stand? Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray these messages build, encourage, and strengthen you in your faith. If you would like to partner with us, the Mother Church is a great place to sow a seed. So head on over to our website at viochino.org and click the giving link located at the top of the page. Also, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a praise report, prayer request, or if you've given your life to the Lord, let us know by filling out the salvation card. We would love to connect with you and help you get started on your journey of serving God here at Victory Outreach Chino. 